Easter is very quickly coming to a close. Next Sunday, we'll come back and we'll celebrate Pentecost Sunday, the commissioning of the disciples to go forward when they receive the Holy Spirit. The commissioning happens today when Jesus ascends into heaven. But the real fun starts next week, and we'll get to that next week. But there's a preparation that we've been going through all throughout these 40, well, at this point in the United States, 43 days of the Easter season. Because the Lord is risen, He's in the flesh, and then He's proven Himself over and over and over again. If you go through the Gospels, I think it's 13 or 14 times that Jesus actually appears to the disciples in the flesh, in the risen flesh, in the redeemed flesh, the glorified flesh. See, Jesus, when He died, it was a real human being who died. When Jesus was buried, it was a real human body that was sealed in the tomb. And at the resurrection, it was a real human being that walked out of the grave. And now that real risen and living body ascends into heaven. And if you listen to that first prayer at Mass, the collect, it's very beautiful. It says, where the head has gone before us, the body must follow. Where the head has gone, where Jesus, the head of the church, has gone before us, the body has to follow. Us, the church, must follow after him. Which is ironic because as Jesus goes into heaven, he says, y'all go, get out of here, you have work to do, go, disciple the nations, baptize them. Don't just come after me and stand around. That's why the angels in the first reading say, men of Galilee, why are you staring at the clouds? Don't you have something to do? You've been commissioned. You have a task at hand. Go. Stop looking around. We've been prepared all this time, not so that we can just celebrate and celebrate and rejoice and sing the hallelujahs and then next Sunday just kind of let it peter out so that we can go back home, back into ordinary time, and then just live. We have been cultivated and prepared in this courage of the risen Lord to go forward. But if you're anything like me, and I'm willing to bet most of you have something like this in your head, you may, like the disciples, have some type of doubt. When they saw Jesus, Matthew tells us, the apostles, the disciples approached him, they worshiped him, comma, but they doubted. They doubted. What does that actually mean? The word used for doubt here actually connotates, it means a hesitation. They hesitated. They worshipped Him, but they paused. They were uncertain about something. And I think that's very important for us nowadays, or just at any point in life, because we can believe and we can pray and we can prepare for something, and yet we still say, I'm doubting. I'm struggling with doubt. I don't know if I believe this. I don't know if I believe that. But doubt is very particular. It's a very specific type of thing. Look at the adverse of it, faith. If real faith is not just a feeling, if real faith is assenting the intellect or the will, choosing to believe something, even if you don't understand fully, if faith is not a feeling, then doubt is not a feeling either. To say that I doubt something, most of the time it means that I feel a little uncertain. I feel that I don't know all the answers. I feel this, I feel that. That's not doubt. That just means that you have questions. You can't worship something fully, wholeheartedly, that you truly doubt. The disciples here, they worshipped, but they doubted. Literally, they worshipped, but they hesitated. They had questions to ask. 
The other time it's mentioned, I think, is when Peter's walking on the water and Jesus says, you have little faith, why did you doubt? Peter, why did you hesitate? You know I'm right here. You know you see my hand extended. I told you to come after me. Why did you hesitate? Why did you take a step back and even for a brief moment, doubt, hesitate? That's not what we mean when we say doubt. We tend to mean that I don't believe this, period. Definitive statement. The church is not afraid of your questions. The church is not afraid of the questions that you may have regarding the teachings of our Lord, the teaching of His church. Because as Jesus also said in the Gospels, you go and make disciples. Literally, that's a verb. Go and disciple the people. Don't just baptize them and say, all right, believe in Jesus, peace out. Disciple them, walk with them. Teach them everything that I have commanded you to keep. Teach them how to live that way. Teach them in the way of the resurrection, the way of joy, the way of truth. Teach them how to do that. That is for us to do as well. We are sent forward to believe, yes, with faith that everything the church teaches is true because it is the Lord's teaching. But it is okay to have questions. It doesn't mean you don't believe because what true doubt is is knowing all the evidence, seeing the reasoning, having it explained once or twice or 7,000 times, and then still choosing to willingly say, I do not believe. It's a refusal. True doubt is a refusal. I don't know if any of us are in a place where we are fully, wholeheartedly, consciously refusing the Lord Jesus. If we are, you're not beyond redemption. The Lord is not afraid of that. He's not just going to write you off. He's going to continue to pursue you. The disciples doubted because they had questions, and I'm sure that you do as well. For example, go and make disciples of all nations. You baptize them, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You go and do this. If I were one of the apostles, and I'm sure they were thinking the same thing, the questions that would arise is like, okay, what, first of all? We just asked you, Jesus, in the Acts of the Apostles, the first reading, Jesus, are now, right now, are you now going to restore this kingdom of Israel? We've been hearing about it, and you've been talking about it, and Messiah was promised to do so, so is it now? You've resurrected, you've been around for a few weeks, is it finally time? And Jesus says, well, no but you will. I won't, because you will. Because the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you will have power, the writer says. Power to do this. My thought would be, excuse me? Why? Why me? I'm not God. I'm going to mess things up. You know I'm imperfect. You know my sins. You know how much I hesitate and question. And Jesus still looks and says, I know, and I'm still sending you forward. I know you're going to mess it up. Go anyway. Why me? How am I supposed to do this, Jesus? Life comes with many, many different types of transitions, many different changes. And oftentimes we do ask that question, how in the world am I supposed to do this? That's not doubt. That is not doubt. That is simply asking the question, can you help me? Can you show me something, Lord? Can you prove to me this? Can you show me that? Can you convince me of X, Y, or Z? Can you be present with me, please, as I go forward to try to do this? 
Jesus promises us, I'm leaving and I'm preparing a place for you, but I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yes, in the flesh he has gone before us, but he really hasn't gone anywhere. And what's proof of that is the Eucharist. What's proof of that is the power of bread and wine with the Holy Spirit's authority and grace being sent by the Father to be transformed into the body and the blood, the soul and the very divinity of our risen Lord. It is okay to have questions about it. None of us fully understand the Eucharist. None of us fully comprehend and how beautiful that is. I think it was St. Jean Vianney who said, if we really understood fully what the Eucharist is, we would receive and then instantly die of joy. We would die of joy. And yet how often we come forward and, well, it just tastes like a stale piece of bread. It didn't sparkle or anything when Father lifted it up. So is it really Jesus? How can that be? How is that you, Lord? It's okay to ask the questions. Was I really baptized and cleansed of all of my sins? Was I, was I really forgiven of everything in the confessional? It's okay to ask questions. Did I really receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit at my confirmation to be sent out? It is okay to ask questions. That is not doubt. That's rooted in a curiosity and a deep hunger and thirst for the truth. And the Lord says, I'm leaving in the flesh, but I'm still with you. You might not see me. You might not hear me. You might not be able to touch me. But I am with you, even to the very last second of time. St. John Henry Newman said, a thousand doubts, a thousand hesitations, a thousand instances of asking a question doesn't add up to a single moment of rejection. All these hesitations doesn't add up to doubt. So to hear that the disciples doubted might be consolation to us, that, hey, I'm not the only one. It might be daunting that if they couldn't get it right, then how am I supposed to? But the Lord ascends so that we too can be brought to the throne of the Father. He takes our humanity to the throne of God redeemed to say, Father, it's done. I was sent and I accomplished the mission and now they're out building the church. They're evangelizing. They're spreading the good news and they'll be here soon because I taught them how to get here. How could we ever run away from that? How could we ever truly doubt or reject that? It's okay to ask questions. So long as we realize that we're being prepared. We're being prepared. Because a week from now, we celebrate Pentecost. The disciples are prepared, but they're still in the upper room and they're praying and they're praying. They did the first novena, nine days of prayer, and then the Holy Spirit comes upon them and they didn't just say, wow, that's warm and fuzzy. Thanks, Jesus, so much for sending us the Holy Spirit. Their hearts were set ablaze and they burst out of the upper room and the world was changed. Brothers and sisters, the world will continue to change. Don't step down. Don't hesitate. Don't doubt. Go out and use the power and the authority that you have in the Holy Spirit. The Lord promised it to the apostles, to the disciples, and we too will be called. We too will be sent. We already have been. Don't be afraid of that. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not have all the details, but it's not okay to step back and to refuse and to say, Lord, I'm not doing this. I don't know how. I don't know why it's me. I think you got the wrong person, so just pick somebody else. That would not bode well for us. 
in our own lives and into eternity. Yes, the Lord ascends. The Easter season slowly comes to a close, but He's still with us. He still dwells with us in our tabernacles, in the Scriptures, in the hearts of our community here. The Lord is still very much with us. And you have a role to play in building the kingdom. And so church, it's time to step up. And it's time to go forward. Many of you who are maybe recent graduates or returning students, you'll be gone for the summer to some extent. Don't be afraid to use the virtue and the integrity and everything else that the Lord has cultivated in your life this year. For those of you who are families who will stick around all summer because this is your home, you're not off the hook either. Evangelize your family first. Teach each other. Go to your workplaces. You don't have to be a Bible-thumping person and scream at everybody, condemn people who doubt or ask questions, but simply be that presence that the Lord says, go and make disciples. Disciple my people. Walk with them. Answer their questions. Accompany them. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know the answer to that, but let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Let's do this together because none of us I'm sorry to burst your bubble. None of us in this church has all the answers. But the one who does has gone before us and we're called to follow. The one who does have all the answers died, rose again, went into heaven, and now calls us to bring as many souls to him as possible. That role is for us. So let's not doubt. Ask the questions, yes. Hesitate here and there, fine. But don't doubt. Jesus would not lie to us. So if he says he's here, he's here. I will not abandon you or leave you orphans, we heard a Sunday or two ago. He hasn't left us. He hasn't abandoned us. He is with us, and he stands behind us saying, you have work to do. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. You know me, you trust me, and I love and trust you, and I send you forward. So go. Go, he says. Because church, it's time for us to go and to work and to pray and to sacrifice and to teach and to evangelize, to catechize, to do all these different things to bring heart after heart after heart to the throne of God, one soul at a time. It's daunting. It's terrifying. But we can and we will do it. We've been doing it for 2,000 years. This is our chapter. And it's this chapter of the same book of the Lord. Don't doubt. Have faith. He is with us. And for us, it's time to go. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at CTK is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.